Life is sweet. Let it sweep you off your feet. Hi, you're listening to Find Your Joy. If you're looking for ways to thrive rather than survive in a world that can seem rather chaotic, you're in the right place. We will be sharing stories of our own as well as those from guests who have found ways to bring hope, healing, and freedom into places where trauma has impacted them. I'm Allie, author of The Art of Healing Trauma, and I'm here to remind you that life is sweet. Now, let's dive in and find ways to create our joy. Hi, this is Allie with Find Your Joy, and today I am so excited because we have part due two uh, with Andy Vargo and Own Your Awkward, and I am so thrilled and excited, and thank you, Andy, for being back today. How are you, my friend? I am excellent, Allie. Every time I get to talk to you, it's just it's such a pleasure, and I, I feel like I, I saw a greeting card once, and I'm going to go on a little tangent here, but I saw a greeting card once that just said, um, let's get together and talk and talk and talk and talk until all the air is out of the room. And <laughs> I, I feel that way with you. Like we could just, in a good way, take all the air out of the room. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh my gosh. I love that. Talk and talk and talk and talk. Oh, that is, I know. I I, I thought that I feel the same way about you. It's like, I, I can't believe that I haven't actually met you in person. That right. it, it just it doesn't feel like that to me, isn't right? That, it's, isn't that it's, funny it's, how um, that can be? Yeah. Yeah, I love that. So um, yesterday or the other day, or actually earlier today, we were, we were talking about, we were, we were talking about um, you know, distractions and, and finding ways to help people. And I wanted to ask you about that. So you have, aside from all the other amazing things that you do, writing books and public speaking and podcasting and, and stand-up comedy, and my gosh, it's a long list, you also do coaching. So I am really curious, you, how did you get into coaching and what, is there a specific uh, client type that you work with or, or how does that all go? Yeah, that's, that's been an interesting journey because it's one of those things that like so many things that I focused on in life lately, friends called them out and were like, you know, you're good at that. Why aren't you doing that? And uh, for me, I, when I started uh, about five years ago, I had I was between jobs and I had decided, you know what, I don't want to stay doing the same thing and making small changes and wondering why there aren't big results. So I don't want to make a change to a different company in the same industry. It's like, it's now or never. I got to get on this writing and speaking and pursuing things I want to do. So I started really focusing on motivational speaking and getting some of the books done that I had been working on over the years. And in that time, I had some friends that were going through different things, some similar to what I had gone through and some a little different, but they just kind of naturally come to me for advice and I would share ideas. And one of them was like, why aren't you coaching? This is, you know, you could make money doing this. And especially knowing that I was getting my business going, they're like, it's a natural fit. A lot of speakers are coaches and this is something you're doing. And I thought, oh, I, I could be a coach. I could do that. So I went and I, you know, took some certification and stuff. But what I, what I really realized looking back was that I had been coaching people my whole life. Ah. And I, I hadn't identified that as a skill set that I was using, but I had always been in a leadership or management position when I was in grocery and retail and sales. And I, I was always coaching people around me at multiple different levels, people above and below me. So I had developed that skill set over years and years. And it was, you know, one of those things that kind of was natural with with my personality, but I hadn't given myself credit for putting in all that time. Mm. So when it when the idea came to me or was presented to me to actually make a living as being a coach, it seemed like a new endeavor. But in reality, it was very natural. And I had been doing it for a long time. And what I had to learn was some specific tactics to work with clients on a professional level and the business of coaching. So that was really the work that I had to do to do it. But but that's really what got me into it. It, it was a nice compliment to the, the avenues I was going down with uh, speaking and writing. And the other thing that when I'm, when, when you're a motivational speaker, at some point, it, you're not necessarily going to run out of stories, 
but the more you can bring other characters into your story, right? The okay, more there is to share because I I can only talk so much about my perspective and my experience, and that's only one. And I want people to learn from the whole community. I want to foster a community of people sharing their stories, and that's why I originally started my podcast was because I talk about owning your awkward. But I can only share my perspective, my story, how it's affected me. And my journey is not everyone's journey. So the right. more I can have other people in and the more I'm coaching people, the more I'm learning from them. So I can help more people because I've helped more people. It's the, each time I learn something, it's like, oh, this is like on our last show, I mentioned the guy who was the explorer. And that right. was in the moment where I thought, oh, I need to apply this to myself. I need to, you know, coach thyself situation here. And and then I can take that later and use that with other people and say, you know, this, we had this moment and this worked for this person. Maybe this could work for you. Right. Oh, I love that. So it is, so it is um, always bringing community to every client mm -hmm. or whatever it is. It's, 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 it's a team. It's the team yeah. that we all because we're, it's like you said, it's it, the well's going to run dry pretty quick if we're only going with my ideas and my experiences. Right. And and also, like, just to me, it's like, how boring is that? Like, to, I, and I'm not the kind of coach who is in your face about this is the one way to do it. And you've got to get up at 5 a.m. and run five miles. And then you got to eat, you know, a homemade meal that you just harvested in the backyard or on your rooftop. Right. garden, And then you've got to go, do a power lunch and network with 15 people. Like That's not my style. Uh, my style of coaching is very much, what is the life you're living now? What is the life that you want to live? Mm. And what are the steps that we can take? Because there are things that you are living right now that you hold near and dear that you don't want to flip upside down, that you don't want to get rid of, because those are your values and what are what are important to you. So how do we incorporate that into the life you want and take steps to get there? And along the way, sometimes there is some evaluation of the things that are in your life now that maybe you have to realize, well, either I value these more than the life I say I want, and I have to I have to accept that maybe the life I want doesn't fit into the values I have right now. Or I may have to look at some things I have now and say, well, if this really is the life I want and that's as valuable as I say it is, there may be some things I have to let go of. But I'm not right. that in your face kind of guy because and that's where that own your awkward thing. It's like, let's let's find the value in what what's at our core. And right. Some, what what it yes I, I i like that and i love that what you're really talking about is a person coming to their own it's not it's not i'm not in a gym with a trainer who's screaming at me it's uh, you know it's the it's the person that first says what are your goal what what are you interested yeah. in and if you don't know yet let's play around with that till you find right. it out and and my thing is if if you you know want to give up after walking a quarter of a mile it's like that's fine. It's it doesn't affect my life if you don't walk the full mile, but you have to accept that you're not going to get to the end of that journey. So right. I just bring it back to the person who's like, this is on you. And and I'm not saying that to throw it in your face, but if you really don't want it bad enough, then be okay with that and say, you know what, this is what I would rather have. And and stop looking at the oh, I, why can't I have this? Why can't I have that? Because it's all about the choices we're making. And you're the only one that has to live with those choices. Right. And I, and I love that you're saying that because in a way, um, and I don't know if this is the intent of what you're saying, but what I'm hearing is sometimes maybe what we're thinking is what we want and what we think is so important to us. If we're not actually making any shifts to get there, maybe that's not what we really want. Exactly. Yeah, actions I, I love that. a lot louder than words and even our, our own actions that we do for ourselves. Right. So so that's interesting. So then maybe it's it's good to then explore again. I love that word that you use. Explore what it is that we do really want. Because if I'm not willing to go that extra three quarters of a mile in this in this case because of these tomatoes started at the quarter mile um it, it, then maybe I don't want it that much and that's okay mm -hmm. if I don't want it that much maybe yeah. there's something else or maybe just the whole goal is just to learn to be okay with what's happening right yeah 
And and in our last episode, we talked about distractions. And I think that's one of the things that really hurts us is we see snippets of the best of everybody's life on social media and right. the world. Like that's in front of us everywhere. So what we tend to do is say, oh, I I should have the boat. I should have the the perfect body. I should have the be the marathons from running medals. These are all the things people are doing. But we're seeing a little bit from each person's lives and we're putting them all on the same plate that we have thinking that we can right. carry all that on the same plate. It's like, well, the person who runs the marathons doesn't have the Friday night party life because they're giving that up in order to have the, the wherewithal and the athleticism for the marathon. So you can't right. have all these things. You need to pick what fits for your plate and be okay with that and go, you know what? that I'm I am proud of and I'm not judging the fact that you have that I think it's great it's awesome I would I I would really be proud of myself if I did that but what it takes to get that doesn't fit into what I already have and what what I value more oh I love that I love it because I think when I think of all the people that and it doesn't even matter you know it doesn't matter if it's weight or a relationship or money or a boat or all mm -hmm. of those things it can be easy. And like you said, especially nowadays with social media, um, we don't tend to, you know, <laughs> I, just, I just thought of this. <laughs> My husband and I on a trip, let's mm -hmm. just say this, we do this, our selfie, right? Uh -huh. Our selfie is not going to be of us arguing over which way we're supposed to go to get there the quickest, right? Yeah, but <laughs> I'm sure those what? moments happen. <laughs> now somebody's going to take this great idea I have. I'm going to start doing selfies <laughs> all the time. Right. This, is, this is our trip. <laughs> and then both of you pointing different directions. <laughs> Because because it's true, right? I mean, I, I, I well, for one thing is I, I um, I it's not to be, it's not a thing about being fake. But I know that sometimes for me, when I read people's posts and they're being honest, mm -hmm. but if every day you're honest is really you know sad, bad, horrible things then, you know, maybe it's time to shift that a little bit. And mm -hmm. so, and especially on my alleyway art page, I basically, I don't really um, share a lot of really personal things. It's mm -hmm. mostly art, writing, music, and other people's things. I promote other people's things a lot on there. Um, and so I just, I thought of that. Yeah. My, our next vacation, I'm going to have to start doing the, <laughs> selfies I, I cannot wait to see those and you know what it can be the it can be the be real right like the here's our here's our our regular pay, posts and then here's the behind the scenes exactly that's <laughs> what i want to do yeah. i totally want to do that one because it would be so so here's the thing so i'm like okay my husband's in the military right like 35 mm -hmm. years so if, if you can just imagine and someone you know it's really funny someone gave us um a, a prophecy a, a revelation about what our future would be like a week before we were married and this person <laughs> we had never before met came to us didn't know who we were uh we weren't talking we were in a crowded room of a lot of people and this was a person up front speaking and we weren't even sitting together and that guy pointed us out true story this guy pointed us out I was at one table Dave was at another table and this guy says you know I just see you and you together somehow how are you related everyone giggled because <laughs> we were getting married the next week right and he said okay you can you guys just stand together for a minute and then and still we're not talking we've said nothing right and this guy says you're a boulder to dave mm -hmm. and you're a kite oh, to me wow. and he said this is not meant in any way to to make better of one or the other but you're going to be flying high and soaring and flitting all around <laughs> and he's going to be the boulder that holds on tight to your your the string of your kite so you don't fly wow. away that's and throughout our lives now we've you know that's you know almost three decades ago now you know dave will, something will be happening and dave will always look at me and say boulder kite 
but yeah, it's a similar. As soon as you mentioned that you knowing you, and and as soon as you mentioned he was in the military, I just had this image of very prepared. We have a plan. We're going this route, and you zipping around the room. What's next? It's like older and kind. It's so true. Like it's just and. And what's really awesome, and it take, took us, I can't speak for everyone, it took us, oh, 15 or 20 years. You know, like everything that you really love about a person when you're in a relationship in the early days that just makes you goo-goo crazy for them, <laughs> I guarantee you that give it 10 years, and that's going to be the same thing that drives you nuts about them. Yeah. I have heard that many a time and it's true because even with, with friends and coworkers in any type of relationship it's very similar where you're like okay it's losing its charm yes that's right and so here's what I say that go beyond that into 15 or 20 years with that person and it becomes something that you really honor and respect in that person again so yeah. it, it at a much deeper level mm -hmm. so What's awesome is that, um, you know, I'm likely going to see things in a very different way and Dave is going to prepare us for it. Yeah, that's beautiful. <laughs> you know, and I see that a lot in work culture where, you know, we get annoyed with the people in other departments because of their, they don't approach things the same way we do. But I always think, well, we have a sales rep, we have a customer service, we have operations and we have accounting well you don't want an accountant who's so focused on relationships and all this stuff that he's not paying attention to the books exactly and, you know typically you know they might have a more dry personality they might be a little more rigid on things but <clears throat> but that's part of bringing their skill set to the table is part that's the whole package so we can't we have to stop looking at people and saying oh we need to make you more mediocre we need to make you fit into everything else like no Part of you being very good at this job is that this is the personality trait that comes with it. Part of being in customer service is that you are a lot more nurturing, a lot more attention to what someone else's needs are. Yes. And so, you you know, that may drive someone else crazy because you're like, no, just tell them this is all they get. Well, you want them answering the phone with that demeanor. You don't want them cutting everybody off. Right. And we have to learn to play those roles and appreciate what comes with other people's strengths. Yeah, I, I, I love that. It, 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 and it's true because we would not expect that. In fact, like you said, it would be, I don't know, business suicide or whatever to to expect everyone to be the same in all those different roles. And yet sometimes in relationships, whether that's um, a life partner or a friendship or something, we, I love how you are. And now I'm going to mold you into what I want you to be. When I, you know, I got divorced six years ago, started dating guys, came out of the closet. And when I first started dating people, first of all, I hadn't been in the dating world for like 25 years. So it was like, right. There's just a lot. And you don't just go into the cafeteria anymore and try and find a boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Not as an adult. So, uh, so I'm just like, okay, so you got to like have some tact and get to know people. But I kept meeting people and thinking, oh, this guy's great. If only he would this, 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 and this, then he'd be the perfect guy, right? Or I would, you know, oh, you know what? We really got along. If only this, 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 and this, and why can't you X, Y, and Z? And I, I finally started to change that conversation in my head to be able to say, you know what? This person's awesome. Yes. It's too bad that we weren't a fit because of, you know, whatever else didn't line up. And that's okay. Like if if those things lined up, then we would be but they're great for who they are, but not a fit for me. And that doesn't right. have to be a blame thing or a, anything. It's just, no, you know, all the boxes didn't line up. It didn't line up. And and it, and, and who knows? And yeah, well, that it's kind of how it, how, how it went for us. Thankfully, we had enough lust that it carried us through. <laughs> that, that helps. <laughs> it carried us through those really tough days. But, that, <laughs> really but that's a form of connection, right? I mean, that is... Part of the thing it's like that's part of a relationship is that yes. intimacy and and that sometimes when you can't verbalize things in words or you don't know how to solve a problem you know you can see it as a distraction but it's coming together and saying with action i still care about you and i want to make this work yeah i'm not going to solve it over dinner trying to you know 
have a conversation, but at least we know we still care. Yeah, yeah. And and just finding ways to anyway to connect. Like you said, you know, whether all in all the ways that intimacy live. Mm-hmm. And they and they live in very many ways. And and so yeah, it's good. So I wanted to ask you too, kind of shifting here, but maybe not. Where did you come up with Own Your Awkward? Oh, that is uh that that was another thing where it's like kind of a journey. When I was writing books before I started changing my career. I had been working on a book for a couple of years, a couple different books, one about different types of bosses and what life is like at work with a good boss or a bad boss and how as, as leaders, we can uh, learn to be, you know, lean towards being the better boss than the, than the bad boss, but also as employees or, you know, people who are being managed, how can we take control of those situations, no matter which boss you have? So you can say, well, if I'm in this situation, then this one I do. Still haven't finished that book. It's still partway done. Uh, but I was also working on another book that I was a little more excited about, which still is also not done, but called, uh, and that one was going to be called The Awkward Interview. And so oh. I was going to, and it's all about facing the things that you don't want to face in an interview. For example, like the tough questions, the the long pauses of, uh, maybe you've been fired, you have a gap in your resume, you don't have a college degree. You know, there's several things like that that create these awkward situations and how to how do you converse around those? And so so I had that book. I was working on that book and that was going to be the first one I got done, which didn't happen. I've gotten other books done, but that one got put on pause. So when I first was going through my divorce, it was Father's Day two months after I moved out of the house and I was just depressed knowing like, this is just not my idea of a father's day. Mm. Not sure where my relationship with my kids is, you know, that was very dark time. And I just remember thinking, I'm going to buy myself my own gift this year. And I went online and I bought myself the website name awkwardcareer.com. And I, I decided to lean into that awkward because I at the time I wasn't writing anything personal. I wasn't talking publicly about coming out. Everything I did was more career focused. It was that that type of writing. All of my blogging was about how to grow your LinkedIn network, how to have a good profile, all that kind of stuff. It was very safe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and but I thought if I if I had the website awkward career, it could cover more than just the one. I didn't want to have it be awkward interview. I wanted it to be about be able to cover all of that stuff that I thought I would be talking about. Well. Um, I started developing the website and putting stuff out there. But as I, when I started actually opening up and sharing and doing these awkward thoughts and being very open about my life, um, I really stuck with the awkward name. And at one point, someone said, I was doing these little YouTube videos called Awkward Thoughts. Like, hey, this is a thought for the day. Someone said, I can't tell if you're trying to be serious or awkward. I think you just need to kind of like step into it or own it. And when I started to do a podcast, I had a, a friend who, just like we talked about on the last episode, kind of copying an idea. The One of the first podcasts I was on was my friend Jim Kellner has a show called Exploring Awesome. And so I wanted oh. to do something around that, but I didn't want to say exploring, exploring awkward or, you know, I didn't want it to be too much the same, but somehow that connection of just own your awkward popped in. So originally it was the name of the podcast because the whole point is have someone on and ask them how they've owned their awkward live their best life and that took right. off like the the idea the name that just resonates with everybody so that became my mantra for speaking and coaching and when people ask you know what is it you do or what is this own your awkward thing I'm like well it's 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 all about taking that thing that we may be insecure about that we don't feel quite comfortable with sometimes and instead of having it hold us back it's our superpower oh i love that oh i love that because that is it, isn't it, really, right? It, it's it's the thing that we hide from so much is yeah. usually really such a beautiful, wonderful, powerful thing inside of us. You know, I, yeah, I love that. It, it, it's true. I, I, I like that a lot. I think of like, I... I have no idea because then again, brain injury. I don't know what I, what I've said before, but you know what, I, I, I'm thinking of somebody like, I'm going to say a Jim Carrey. Mm-hmm. 
You yeah. know, I'm guessing that Jim Carrey, the thing that, you know, when you think of Jim Carrey, other than, I mean, he's an incredible artist, he's a gifted speaker, he, you know, he does some serious roles really well. But man, I mean, talk about a guy that can make himself look like a cartoon. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean, like, like, how you do, and just be completely right out there. I mean, he didn't just do that one day on on film, right? I mean, he must, I'm guessing he was doing that, getting whatever kind of punishment in school was being dealt out in the, <laughs> you know, right. back in the day, right? I'm guessing that he was a guy that got it, got a lot of crap for a long time, and yeah. people told him to stop acting like a goof. But mm-hmm. he owned his awkward at some point. Yeah, that's a great example. And, and you know, I, I've, I like to remind people that that thing that, we're, that we don't feel comfortable with, it's what makes us the, more unique than anything else. And typically, that's what people fall in love with us for. Yeah. Like, that Jim Carrey example. It's like, oh, my gosh, look at all these amazing faces he can do. Right. He didn't step into that initially you know, and push past that time where he may have gotten in trouble or where maybe kids looked at him like he's just a goofball and not maybe not a cool kid or whatever, whatever could have happened. Yes. Then, you know, that actually turns out to be the thing where people are like, oh my gosh, look at all these amazing faces he can make. Who else can right? do that? You know, who who can yeah. do that? And I mean, you know, now I'm just going to go off on that a little bit more. And then, and through all the things that he's gone through, and I'm sure that he's you know, has successes far beyond anything that I'll remember or or have watched. And, but I've watched a lot of them because I just, I I like them. I like them serious. I like them goofy. I like his, I remember being in Maui one time and walking through this thing and seeing this whole art display and finding out it was Jim Carrey's. And I was like, what? He paints? I was, you know, there's just all these things. And now I love watching the really serious stuff that he he brings out. And I'm thinking if he didn't, if he wasn't that guy who mm-hmm. would be a complete, you know, <laughs> goofy guy for our inter- entertainment, all these other things. I don't know if they were always in him or if he's been developing it and it's been processing all these years. But I think if I, if I think of somebody who's made a career out of owning is awkward. Yeah, that's a great, he, he's somebody that, so (laughs) I would have to call him and invite him on my show. You should. That's what I was just thinking. I was thinking, well, first of all, because it's all about me. I thought, oh my gosh, wonder if he would be on my show. I think he's found his joy too. So be a great (laughs) man. We'll have to tag team him. (laughs) That's right. We'll tag team him. There's enough Jim Carrey to go around, right? Like like he's, because he's a guy, you know, if you're, oh my gosh, now we're going on a tangent about Jim Carrey, but he, I remember he, I was seeing some kind of a talk. I don't remember what it was. It was a, a clip from something. And he talked about selfies. Mm. And he talked about people wanting, you know, as a celebrity, you know, people, everybody wants a, 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 a selfie with them. And he talked about how useless that is. He said, I would so much rather they would say to me, you know, anything. Talk oh, to me about yeah. anything, but a selfie, all a selfie does is capture one second in time. And then you get to feel important. I don't know if he was, yeah. he it's was like, probably I stood next, kind of, all you're saying is I stood next to him. I stood next to this guy. Right. And I've yeah. thought of that before of the people that, that I know, that I know of, not that I know celebrities that mean something to me. Mm. I kind of don't want to meet them even because here's the deal. I, Sure, I probably would take the selfie, mm-hmm. but what I really want is something else. I want a connection with the person who's made me feel alive at times right. that I felt like I was going to die, right? Yeah, um, no, that's that's what I want to do. I want to connect with that person. I want to talk to you about, I don't know, a- anything. I mostly want to listen. Well, it's like and, that, yeah, that, that thought of if you if you knew you only had 30 seconds with somebody, yeah, what would you do? Like, Or if you could only ask one question, what would you ask? And it makes you think, okay, well, how am I most going to use that interaction? It's and true. It would be just to capture it, to tell people. And that comes back to that distraction of, you know, what gets put on, on social media where it's just, it's all out there, but a lot of it isn't meaningful and you have to learn to see it for what it is. And, 
Like one of the things that I do constantly is I unfollow a lot of people. If, you know, I don't disconnect from them, but I just, I can choose when to go see their stuff if we're still connected. Right. I don't need it constantly put in front of my face. I can choose the meaningful people, the close people, and that's who I can follow. And I, and I still have interactions with a lot of people that I don't regularly follow, but it's all about curating what I want to put in my head so that when I am in that space, I constantly, something will pop up. I'm like, why is that here? And so if, if it is, you know, you mentioned earlier that, that negative that people are putting out this, like, sure, we have those bad spaces that you're going to put them out. But one of the things I try to be very conscious about when I'm posting on online that I, I can get in a negative mind space just like anybody, but I try to think about, okay, if my ultimate goal is to help people, whether that's professionally or just friends or be seen as someone who can be a resource and help people through things, then if I'm in this dark space, someone else probably is. So instead of just saying, hey, I feel like crap right now, I always will change that and say, well, here's how I feel right now, but it's okay because of this is where it can go. Or like I, I, I try and always post in a way that is, taking you to a different place it's helping you change your perspective and that's yeah. one of my whole goals or sometimes i'll even post like if i feel really lonely i'm more likely to post something like saying hey friends don't feel lonely don't forget i'm here if you ever need to chat like yes. i'll post the opposite of what i'm feeling because i know someone else is out there and i don't want to just put that oh the world's a dark place and everyone's hurting it's no you know what there's other people who feel the same way you do or you know if if no one's called me today, I can have a pity party about it. Or I can ask myself, well, how many people have I called today? Right. Oh, I love that. Yeah, it's it's so true. And I like I love what you're saying, too. There's um, I tend to st I don't know. Again, my exploring. I don't tend to know a lot about any one thing, but I do a whole bunch of things about a whole bunch of things. And so I studied actually when I got a diploma in holistic art therapy, right? So creative using therapies to do it. And part of what I studied was sound therapy. This is going to make sense in a minute. And then from that, now I'm going for a diploma in sound therapy, because it just captured my heart, the science behind it, and my personal experiences. And why any of that matters is because I also studied many years ago, um, lots of things around prophetic or psychic or seeing things, what we see in our, with our maybe invisible eye and how we speak that into being in the visible realm. I'll put it that way, make it sound really spooky. But anyways, like what you're saying, so when I, so when I see something in a person or in myself, what I do is if I, if I, like what you're saying is, so if a person, if you're depressed right now, you're actually speaking into giving energy to, and here's, I'm going off into this whole other thing, maybe, but <laughs> it's, it's being intentional with my energy because I actually believe that the energy that I pour into anything mm -hmm. is going to make a difference. I'm only going to be as good at my piano playing as I pour into it. Right. And I'm only going to be as good at my being depressed and totally screwed up and anxious as I'm willing to pour my energy into it. And mm -hmm. so if, like you're saying, you're having this day where you're feeling this certain way, if you pour your energy, if we, you, me, any of us pour our energy into what we would hope for rather than what we're experiencing at that moment, and that's not to be living a lie or mm -hmm. to be um, covering up something, but rather this is where I want to put my intention and my energy. Right. And, hey. and also to be able to say, you know, this is how I feel in this moment right now, but this is not my life forever. This is right. not, I, I think that we have a tendency to, you know, you see people, saying or making comments like this like oh, i just didn't think this is how my life would be or like oh is this all there is it's like well this is where you're at today you know just because right. it's raining today doesn't mean it's going to rain every day of your life yes. or be able to say you know what i'm so glad it's raining because that's what's going to water the flowers and give us food to eat and so i have to put up with this today because that's going to fuel 
other things where it's going to make the sun seem that much brighter when it does shine. And, and that was one of the things like I've had since I, you know, restarted my life a lot, you know, the last five years, and that's one of the things you ask like what I coach on. And it really is. I cope my, I market myself as a life change coach. Oh. Most of my clients are really making the change that they're doing, you know, cause I can work with people on relationship changes or relocation, any type of major change. But usually I end up with people who are wanting to step out of, you know, the corporate world and start their own business. And so it's a lot of small oh. business. Well, but one of the things as I've gone through that the last few years is I've had a lot of side jobs where I'm, you know, working a lot of hours just to put time in to pay the bills while I get my business off the ground. And there's been days where it's like, is this going to be the rest of my life? Am I going to be mopping a floor at midnight to like, this is not what I'm supposed to be doing. But if I stay in that mindset, then that is what I'm going to keep doing. And if I can say, you know what, this is what I'm doing right now. And it might be six months. It might be longer. It might be shorter. Who knows? But this is just a point in time. Yes. I, I, I love that. It's just a point in time. It's like, you know what it makes me think of when, you know, mostly it would, when you, when you say, when I, when I've said something or done something that, oh, I would just give anything to take it back. Mm -hmm. And I have to remember, this is like a point in time or just something I did or something I said, it's not who I am. It's not right. who I was created to be. It's not who I'm going to be forever. And, and I can learn to not do or say that thing again. And also, if I'm in a position in my life where I'm thinking, how did I get here? And I don't want this to be my life. We can but, shift it. We can change it while there's breath in us. And and unfortunately, I think what most of us do to come back to that Jim Carrey moment, that's the point where we take the selfie. And we, right? you know, we take the selfie in the worst point, And then that's what we focus on instead of saying, you know what? I don't have to take a selfie right now. I don't have to dwell on that. I don't have to put it out there because if I, if that's what I put out into the universe, whether it's Facebook or conversations, now all of the follow-up conversations I have with everybody, like it continually puts it back in my face. Like, Oh, I hope you're doing okay. Oh, this, you know, like right. did you that, and you just dwelling in that space versus, you know, what versus saying, God, you know what? Today was a tricky one, but I'm looking forward to tomorrow. Or yes. I'm going to, you know, tomorrow I'm going to do something different. And that was the first book that I wrote. It's called Life Gets Better. And it's mm. just a guided journal where you pick three things you're going to do every day to make the next day better. And it's because mm. when I was at rock bottom, I kept saying, when's it going to get better? When's it going to get better? God, this isn't what I wanted for life. Is it ever going to be any better? And one day I finally said, you didn't do anything yesterday to make today different. So what do you expect? Right. Started journaling today. I'm going to do these three things, and at the end of the day, I would write down what I did, and then I'd say tomorrow I'm going to do these three things, and then I would reflect on that. So when I started speaking and coaching, I realized that people can't necessarily work from a blank slate, so I put those in a format where they can just copy and paste. But like we have the choice, and that's my big thing: is that you have more power than you give yourself credit for. Right. So, um, where do I get that book? So everything's available on my website at awkwardcareer.com okay. uh, or they're also on Amazon or some other bookstores like Barnes and Noble or even I've seen them even at Walmart online, but, um, Sweet. but yeah, you can, you can order them. Uh, uh, if you can order them through my website that I ship those direct out from here or through Amazon, whatever's easiest for people, depending on where they're shopping. Okay. Well, we'll make sure that th that's all posted where they can get all of these things. That's great. I don't know that I knew that you had that particular book, but that's awesome. Now you did write a book on Own Your Awkward. Yes. And that one I have right here. Yes. Let me see it. Perfect. So awkward Life Changes. Own Your the, Awkward Life Changes. What's the, what's the sub down at the bottom there? So it's the, uh, the Complete Handbook to Mastering Change. Oh my gosh. So it's, that's awesome. So this has a lot of um, kind of reflection and stories in it about getting through change, a lot of philosophy behind how our mind works with change. And then there are exercises to fill out uh, to kind of walk you through, Let's see if I can show it the right way, that walk you through. There's some things you fill out. Oh, okay. Arms to help guide you through change. Uh, you know, one of them 
you know, for example, one at the beginning is about dealing with the emotions of change. So tracking how you feel in a moment and realizing that if I feel like if my negative feelings about this change are really intense on day one, you know what, when we get day 30, day 60, day 90, those feelings get a lot more minimalized because we're not reacting emotionally at the same time. So the whole design of this book is to take the emotion out of change so that you can make it go in the direction you want. Oh, take the emotion out of change. I love that. I Take the emotion out of change. Can you unpack that for me a bit? Definitely. I mean, I, I, I know what I think immediately, but can you yeah, unpack well, that one a bit? Well, and, and here's the thing. Like, I, I used to really not like when people got really emotional and reacted and I thought, oh, that's, they don't have, they don't have their stuff under control because they're the person who's going off the handle at stuff. Right. Emotions have a place. They spark energy. They help us react, but we need to make sure that they're not steering the ship. We need to keep the emotions down in the engine room, creating some fuel and some spark, but that when we choose which directions we're going, we're not making those emotional reactions. That's perfect. Oh, I love that because that's really the thing that makes change difficult for any of us, right? Mm -hmm. It's the, yeah. it's the emotion that spews off the what ifs, the endless right. what ifs, mm -hmm. but what ifs on their own are great. They're just ways to preemptively figure out right. what we need to those, do differently. Those are things to consider. Those right? are things yeah. to consider while we're exploring. Yeah. But if my emotions are running the show, when my emotions are running the show, yeah. and I'm going to say, for me, a lot of it, the emotion is usually anything that hooks its it hooks its uh, card up to anxiety. Sure. That's mm -hmm. the one, right? That's the one that makes it a challenge. Because emotion could be, I'm excited for the change. I guess even though if that was running the show, then you tell me you're the expert in this field well, even excitement i'm guessing even a good emotion mm -hmm. might be to the detriment if yeah if it's not able to be something that does like a bit of a recon mission on the change well, and that's exactly the point i talk about that in the book where if if we're too excited about something think about when we meet somebody and we decide to go all in we go all in we've met this person we're getting married and we just met on Tuesday and now it's Thursday and all of our friends are like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> yes. So we feel really good about it. And we haven't, we haven't, we don't even know like what religion they are. So I don't even know if we celebrate the same holiday. <laughs> not that there's not that you have to be in the same religion, but you, like you just don't know enough because you haven't gone through all the seasons with this person. But we, when we get excited about things, it can happen with a new job where we overlook uh, yes. that might not make sense or that might not be the best for us because maybe we're going to get a little more pay, but we overlook that we have to work an extra 30 hours a week or that uh, maybe it's a toxic work environment, but we're just excited about this one piece of it. Right. And with, with anything. I like that. So, so we have to manage that good excitement as well as, you know, sometimes that pushes us forward and, and we use it as a justification because we feel good. And on the flip side, as much as we use the good emotions to jump into things, we use the negative emotions to either jump out of things or to not jump, not to move because we're afraid. Right. Oh, my gosh. That's I like that. <laughs> Where were you? A few. Well, see, you know what? I've been in this relationship <laughs> long enough that <laughs> that people kind of forget all the failed ones I had before. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> But it's true, right? It's like anything. We get so excited and we just, um, I, I had a very wise friend say to me once, you have to spend four seasons in anything before you can make a, a really, mm -hmm. a, a big decision about it. And that's a relationship, a job, a new home, a garden. It doesn't matter. You need four seasons. Yeah, I love that. I, yeah. I say a very similar thing. I always, I've told my kids and I, I joke about it with people. I'm like, you have to go through the whole year and you yes. do have to go through all the seasons. And sometimes I say that, you know, you don't want to start dating someone in January and then get to Christmas and find out they're Jewish. And, <laughs> and that's nothing against anybody being Jewish. I've dated some Jewish people. I love them, but you have to know what gift to show up with and what thing to celebrate. 
And, yes. and if it is an issue for you, you don't want to find out because you haven't spent enough time together. And, and I apply that to any holiday because even I have people, I have friends where Halloween is the, the biggest holiday of the year for them and they can't yes. believe and that you wouldn't be excited about it. And if you dated them from January to October and all of a sudden they're planning Halloween parties and dressing up and you have a, a fear of dressing up or you're not into it and you haven't known them long enough to, to have that conversation then all of a sudden it's this surprise. Whereas when you go through all those seasons, then you've experienced enough of a snapshot of what could be happening in life. Snap shit could be the reason too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's when it goes wrong. (laughs) That could work as well. No, it's it's true though. When trying to figure out some things, I mean, you know, this that comes with age and experience, right? But it's it, it really is true just spending some time and sorting some things out and that was never my strong suit. Mm-hmm. I I get very excited very quickly about a lot of stuff. Well, and right? it feels it, good, right? It like does it feels feel good, good and and it can be exciting and and but like you said, you know, just just it's a good reference point the the holidays just even of of what someone else values and that's another you know sometimes it can be wonderful because we get excited about what they value right that's like oh i never even thought of it that way you know right my my brother used to send me like videos of all of his stuff he was really into Halloween. I didn't even know he was really into Halloween. I mean, I didn't really, you know, other than, you know, getting dressed up and that going and getting candy as a kid, I never really, Halloween wasn't my thing. And then there was a time in my life that I spent a whole religious phase where I was, you know, Halloween, like whatever. I mean, I've, I've done and been and done almost everything at this point in my life. So, but my brother, I didn't know how much he was into Halloween, but he started sending me all of these videos for the he he passed away um quite suddenly a few years ago but in in the last years of his life he was sending me all of these halloween things and i was <laughs> like where did this come from that you're into it but then i started looking forward to them and i tried to really embrace like he is so excited about this i mean this is yeah this is like a guy that had spent most of his life as a biker, but you know, now he's he's in this whole new world, but he's doing this thing about Halloween and getting excited about how he was going to freak the kids out and they were going to do this stuff. But (laughs) so you're saying that. And it was like, I actually, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm kind of for a person who gets excited about a lot. I'm not excited about pretty much any holiday. I, Mm -hmm. I don't know why I'm just not. I don't get as excited about some of the manufactured stuff. Right. With the holidays, I don't get caught up in, I, I mean, I will get a Halloween costume if I'm going to a thing and it's fun. But I, if if I wasn't invited to one or there wasn't one going on, I'd be like, I, I'm excited to hang out with people. So I get excited about the event. Yes. It yes. doesn't matter what holiday it is and it doesn't matter what it's celebrating. That's why, like, you know, when I, when I talk about like, like when sometimes they talk about like religions in school and stuff down here and i think i think religion should be in school but i think it should be if it is it's celebrating everything and right. so the, the kids go through learning every tradition that and not that you could learn everything but it's like you know what this time we're we're learning about a, a hindu celebration this time yes. it's a celebration and it and it and and you're studying it from a more secular standpoint of this is what these different cultures around the world experience. I love that. I love that. You know, it doesn't have to be that it's dominated. You know, traditionally in America, a lot of the holidays that are celebrated are Christian. And that doesn't have to be the case. It doesn't mean they don't have to be celebrated. But why can't, instead of stopping some, why can't it just be doing all? Yes. So. And and then we start to learn about different things that people celebrate. I, I It was funny. I watched this show. Now, let me say the name of it right. Because it... Um, bride and prejudice oh a play on the pride and prejudice but bride and prejudice and it's and it's a bollywood it's a bollywood production i believe it's it's centered around more the indian customs and the colors are great and you get to go inside this family i understand that it's it's made up but it's Mm -hmm. you know i'm my guess is that it's there are some things that are a little bit 
true to form for for some of it but I love things like that because again every time that we get to have a little bit of a glimpse just to get to peek into another culture we get to actually just understand a little bit more and I think the more that we understand each other the less likely you know whatever prejudice and racism and bigotry and and wars and all that crap that we give space to that because some you know sometimes because someone's not like us right and and it's easier to have a conflict or whatever it is with the person when i don't understand you mm-hmm. and the yeah. more i understand them and so that's that's kind of you know that's it's it's a little bit of of uh, that's a little bit of my take on it which has just spun me into a whole other thing so i think for for day today we're gonna wait here because now we're going to go on to our third episode and this is very exciting for me because i think i just thought of something brilliant oh if only i can remember it in a minute (laughs) so annie thank you so much thank you you very much so much for being with us today And for everybody listening, we are going to have yet another episode with Andy. And it's going to be really exciting because I think I've come up with good questions. If only I can remember them when we get there. So it's Allie. Find your joy. Thanks for being here. And we'll see you next time. Thanks so much for joining me today. If you found a piece of your joy in this episode, I would love to hear about what came up for you so that we can continue to grow the impact of this show. Thanks again. See you soon. And remember, find your joy. Bye.